Hello, everybody. Today is April 26th, and welcome to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Biden's sexual assault allegations, the death toll figures, and a few odds and ends. So, Joe Biden's in the news. Uh, It's not for anything good, of course. It's for a sexual assault allegation from the early 90s from Tara Reid who was working as an aide for the then-senator from Delaware. Um, As we can see, this has been kind of covered up and hushed-hush. You're not going to hear much about this on the news at all. Um, I believe Fox News has put it out there. CNN finally did a 30-second blurb on it on Saturday. But once again, we can kind of see the media bias in this. So, basically how this started is Tara Reid was on a podcast and told this story about six months ago, five months ago, um, about the sexual assault, about the allegations, about the people she had spoken to about it afterwards, um, about how she felt. And in the dozen or so interviews that Joe Biden has done since then, no single reporter of any station, of any newspaper, of any news network, has asked him one question about the sexual assault allegation. So let's flash back to the Kavanaugh hearings. Boy, what a difference the Me Too movement makes when it's a Republican versus a Democrat. Kavanaugh was brutalized. Kavanaugh was crucified. Kavanaugh was vilified. All based on conjecture, all based on untruths. When the witnesses that Christine Ford said could substantiate her story came forward and said that they had no idea what she was talking about, they weren't there, she wasn't there, it never occurred, that did not stop the Me Too movement. We saw these people in Washington protesting, screaming, blocking the hallways of Congress, getting in elevators with senators and congressmen demanding that they vote against Kavanaugh because he was a sexual assaulter. So now we have Joe Biden, who has these charges against him currently pending. So what do we hear from the Me Too movement? Exactly, we hear crickets. We hear nothing from the Me Too movement. In fact, Alyssa Milano was just called out by Rose McGowan because Alyssa Milano is a supporter of Biden, But yet, she was the one leading the charge at Washington against Justice Kavanaugh. Remember her organizing everybody and on Twitter, claiming he was the second coming of Satan. Um, He was such a violent sexual assaulter. But when it comes to a candidate she likes, or a Democrat, absolutely nothing. And Rose McGowan called her out on Twitter about that. Rose McGowan was like, you're a fake, you're a phony. You're a me too when it's only convenient for you. I thought the whole thing of the Me Too movement is that we believe the accuser instead of looking for facts or or, or evidence or we just automatically assume we, we believe the accuser. We see that happen time and time again when it involves anybody on the other side of the aisle. Anybody that has a differing political view to the Democrats, they are guilty. Whereas Alyssa Milano came out and said, well, we need, to, we need to see all the facts first and hear all the information and, you know, we can't be sure. Really? 
So where was any of this for, for Justice Kavanaugh? Where was any of this for him? Ford got on there and lied, started a crowdfunding page and made close to a million dollars for testifying against him, basically telling lies. Nothing was ever substantiated. She changed her story multiple times. Any of the witnesses she called said she wasn't there, couldn't confer anything she had said. And then we have that Michael uh, Aviani, that lawyer who's now in prison for defrauding, uh, attempting to defraud Nike, who suddenly found all these women out of the woodwork who had more accusations to say against Kavanaugh. It was a complete witch hunt. But yet here we have this woman, Tara Reid, who was assaulted by Biden. And the funny thing is, is that this weekend, a conservative group found a soundbite on CNN from a Larry King show in the 90s. Now, Tara Reid had said that her mom had called Larry King in the 90s um, to discuss this. So this group found that clip and posted it up. So there is actual proof. She did tell somebody. There is a witness. There are several other people that she told that are verifying her story as well. But we won't see any of this in the press. We'll see absolutely nothing about this in the press. Now, the funny thing is, with that clip from CNN, they have all the Larry King clips on there. And suddenly, today, that clip has disappeared from Google Play. The one clip of that show in the 90s, where Tara Reid's mother is on there, discussing the fact that she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden, has disappeared. Hmm. Isn't that great? Great reporting CNN. Great investigative journalism. If you watch CNN, please, you know, email me, please get a hold of me on my Facebook page. Please let me know how you could possibly even believe anything that that network says. The net, that network will vilify anybody on the Republican or conservative side. Yet when it's Joe Biden, we hear nothing. There's absolutely nothing. This should be getting nonstop play. I remember the tweets that Nancy Pelosi said about Ford and how we should believe her and now is the time to believe her, but nothing about Tara Reid. So Joe Biden's the candidate. And they're going to keep Joe Biden the candidate. And it doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he maybe he has dementia. He can't remember anything, but that's OK. He's a sexual assaulter. That's OK. I mean, his nickname is Creepy Joe Biden. For gosh sakes. I mean, we've seen this guy time and time again inappropriately touch women. There's seven women who have claimed they've been touched inappropriately by him. You see it time and time again at press conferences where he's touching kids inappropriately. Creepy Joe Biden, the sexual assaulter. But nothing, nothing from the mainstream media, nothing from the democratically controlled left-wing Chinese propaganda media. Absolutely nothing. How is this journalism? We vilify who we want, and we cover up for who we want. That's not journalism. That's not good reporting. That's blatantly covering up the truth, because it helps your cause. And who suffers? Tara Reid? Anybody else who would accuse somebody on the Democratic side of sexual misconduct? I thought the whole Me Too movement was designed to help these women come forward, to give these women a voice which I believe they should have. They should be able to go after their accuser, but there needs to be 
proof. There needs to be evidence. There needs to be you know, some stories. There needs to be some connection. We can't just throw allegations out there like they did against Justice Kavanaugh. But here we have a lady who's had witnesses substantiate, whose own mother was on the Larry King show discussing this, but we have nothing because they so do not want Bernie Sanders. You know, and yesterday we saw Bernie Sanders camp calling out everybody on the Democratic side saying, you know, what happened? I thought you guys were me too. How can you do this? Um, you guys want Biden so bad that you don't care what he does. You know, maybe maybe Bernie Bernie gets the nomination. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out or if anybody does any coverage of this, if anybody asked him any questions about this. I notice since this allegation has been out, Joe's been pretty scarce. I haven't seen Biden on the news very much. I haven't seen him on shows anymore. I haven't seen any of his uh, bunker news conferences about the coronavirus, his shadow government that he's formed. Haven't heard anything about that since this is coming out. Basically, like, he's avoiding everybody. So is this the candidate you want? If you're a Me Too person, if you're a Democrat, you're all for people's rights, but when it comes to your candidate, you don't care. You can't pick and choose right and wrong, people. You cannot pick and choose right and wrong. Either it's right or it's wrong. It can't be right for the Democrats and wrong for the Republicans. Right and wrong is right and wrong. It's no black and white. There's no gray area. It's black and white. To have these different viewpoints, these different ways about going things is, is what's driving this country crazy. It's what's getting people mad. It's what's getting Trump elected. We're tired of these career politicians. We're tired of the media biased. We're tired of the poor reporting. It's, it's ridiculous. And I think people have finally had enough. I hope. We'll see in this election here in November how the people will speak. But hopefully something's going to come out of this. Hopefully something's going to talk to him about it. Hopefully Tara Reid can get more TV time so we can figure out what's going on and where the, where the real story is. So now let's take a look at the coronavirus again. I mean, you know, it's all that's pretty much going on in the world right now. Um, you got a lot of governors who are really, really, really claiming a lot of power. We got this Whitmer and... Michigan, we've got, you know, the Illinois governor, we've got all these governors who suddenly think that they are the dictator of their state. Now, old blackface governor in Virginia has decided that it's going to be a two-year plan to reopen Virginia's economy. Two years, people. Two years. And he's going to decide which businesses can open and which businesses can't. So, how is that fair? How is that fair if you live in Virginia and your neighbor gets to open his business, but you continue to starve and go bankrupt and lose your home? Who makes that decision? A Democratic, black-faced-controlled governor? I mean, Northam showed that he can't lead. Just look at the whole thing about wanting to take away people's weapons in that state. The guy's got a screw loose, and he's saying two years. Can you imagine being a business owner in Virginia, not knowing if you're going to be able to reopen your business or whether your business is going to be deemed essential? That same with Whitmer in Michigan. 
She's continued her stay-at-home order and continued the essential business. I mean, you can't even go to the hardware store. You can't go buy plants. Those aren't essential, but what's essential? Liquor? Weed? Those places are still open. Is that essential? But the legislature in Michigan is Republican-controlled, so they passed a resolution on Friday to investigate what she's doing and to make sure it is actually within her powers to do what she is doing. We've got many power grabs going on all over the nation. We've got these governors who want TV spotlight, TV time, trying to advance their agenda, not be worried about the people that they represent in their states that rather get TV time or get blurbs on TV, are ruining their country, are ruining their states. I just it just blows my mind to be in one of these states where you might not be able to have your business open for two years. That just blows my mind. The individual rights and liberties and freedoms that are being trampled upon right now are unheard of in modern America. This is why we fought the Revolutionary War, so we could have these freedoms, so people wouldn't tell us what to do, so we can avoid the tyranny of government. And now we have a whole new tyranny of government on the state level, with these many dictators in their states deciding what's best, what's best for their agenda. Once again, not, not what's best for you and me, the common citizen. Once again, you and I lose again. Why is it that we always lose? Because we give these people too much power, and we don't hold these people accountable. These people have to be held accountable. Otherwise, their powers go unchecked. You know, we have the whole thing with the, with the death toll now for the coronavirus. It's up to 53,000. Have 53,000 really died from the coronavirus? As we see, CDC guidelines have come out to say, well, if they die from something and you think it might be coronavirus, just mark it down to coronavirus. So basically, if you died of a heart attack, uh, they mark it down as coronavirus. They mark it down to COVID-19. We saw last week Pennsylvania took 200 people off of the cause of death for COVID-19 because it was incorrectly put. But, you know, you got these memos circulating for the CDC. You got memos in California circulating saying, you know, if it's an older person, don't save their life, save the younger people's lives. All these are in conflict with the actual death toll from COVID-19 in this country. These numbers are being inflated. So say 200 alone in Pennsylvania, you know, you figure there's probably 1,000 per state, you know, maybe 500 per state. You look at it like that, and your death toll is far, far less than what is being reported. But this makes more sense because it scares more people. If we can say, oh my gosh, 53,000 people have died from this. Have they truly died? They're marking down people who have died from COVID-19 without even doing a test to see if they have it. How is that medicine? How is that science? How is that rational? It makes no sense at all, people. No sense at all. But we're going to inflate these numbers because it looks bad on the Trump administration. Because it looks bad that they didn't do enough. They didn't do enough soon enough. Or, so Nancy Pelosi can get her congressional committee to investigate the federal response to this. And we can find some way, once again, to taint this guy's record prior to the election. 
it's all just it's all just a game people our civil liberties are being used in a game for the washington elite they're trying to ruin the economy they're trying to ruin individual business owners they're trying to ruin small businesses ruin entrepreneurs for what because they don't like trump i understand covid 19 is serious the coronavirus is serious i get it i wear a mask sometimes when i go out not all the time i keep sanitary you know you know sanitary wipes in the car every time i get out i wipe my hands with a clorox you know towel you know i'm careful but do i feel everything should be shut down no that's not fair that's not right People are suffering. People are losing their homes, even though we're saying that, you know, we're not going to evict people. What's going to happen in, in two months when these people don't have any any money? Their businesses aren't open yet. I mean, are we that scared? If they lift these restrictions and you're scared, stay in your home. You know, your fear shouldn't drive what I do. Your fear shouldn't infringe on my rights to run my business, to make money, to provide for my family, to provide for my community. If you're that scared, stay at home. We're letting fear run this country. Oh my gosh, all these people dead and this disease is horrible. And You know, it just, it's just one more twist upon one more twist. Just like, did Trump really say that you should inject bleach and Lysol into your body? No. But it makes a nice sound blurb when we rearrange what he said to say that. People, if you're that stupid that you think you can drink bleach and put Lysol in your body, then maybe that's just Darwinism. Maybe we're just getting rid of, of the dumb people. I don't know anybody who would think they could drink bleach or inject Lysol. It's not sane. It's not rational. But once again, it just adds to the hysteria. It adds to the panic. Oh my gosh, look at this leader. He's telling you to inject this. Stop believing the media. Do like I do. Look on a variety of news sources. Read a variety of online papers. Try and discern the truth. The truth is out there. It's being hidden, but it's out there. You just got to look, people. Enough is enough. At some point, we're going to say enough is enough, and this country is going to get back to normal, whether you want it to or not. All right, thanks for joining me today on Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Remember, you can find me everywhere, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio. And please drop me a line on my Facebook page, Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Have a great day.